0: Welcome to the Redeeming Roots Podcast, hosted by me, Megan Barrett. One thing I've learned in my own life, and from the women I've coached, is that when things aren't going the way you want, there's a reason. The truth that most people don't know is that your unconscious beliefs are hiding beneath every decision in your life, and are directly responsible for creating your results. Here on the podcast, and inside my coaching programs, we dig deep to get to the root of what's happening not only to heal the past, but to rewrite the script. So whether you want to grow your own business, become a more patient mom, or just heal your past wounds and live into the real you, I'm here to guide you towards a life that's rooted in love, truth, and authenticity, where you are able to fully trust and lean into your own intuition. Thanks for being here. Let's dig into today's episode. Welcome. To the Redeeming Roots podcast, I am joined by a special guest today, Kylene Terhune. Um, Kylene is the CEO and founder of the Phoenix Transformation Project, where she works as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, a master NLP life coach, and a master QTT practitioner, coaching women who've discovered their husband is a porn or sex addict. So she helps her clients with a unique whole body approach that involves the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspect of the individual. This work includes functional lab work, nutrition, lifestyle, emotional work, nervous system support, and trauma processing to assist women in feeling more complete, grounded, safe, independent, and confident in their health and in their bodies. And not only does she do all of these amazing things, but she's also one of my clients. And so I've gotten to work with Kyleen on A whole bunch of different levels. Um, We first met back about a year ago um, when I was going through a level one certification and she was assistant coaching at that event. And then we went to the same level two certification where we worked together kind of as partners. um, And now she's a client. So it's super fun to be able to work with Kylie and she's just so gifted and she helps her clients so amazingly well. And I love being like behind the scenes supporting her. So Kylene, thanks for being here.
1: Yay. Thanks, Megan. I'm so excited. Um, When we got together this morning, I was like, see, I I did my hair. I wore a nice outfit. You're getting like Sunday church, Kylene, today. I was so excited to do this podcast. (laughs) Yay.
0: Nobody can see that, but that's okay.
1: You just know that I'm here. I'm excited. She's here. She is ready. And I love that. Okay.
0: (laughs) So today we were going to, I was thinking we'd focus kind of on the role of like being coached in different stages of life, the importance of having a coach. Kylie is someone who just, she just knows the value of having a coach deep in her bones. And there's been several times where she's like, you know, I just, I hired somebody else for support and I need someone in in this area. And I love that because a lot of people are maybe listening to this thinking, well, I don't really need that. I can just do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And I really thought it would be valuable to hear Kyleen's perspective. First of all, she has an awesome personal story. She helps women going through really hard stuff. And she just knows the value both on her client side. She is a coach. She knows the value from her, like how she is helping her clients, but also she also invests in coaching for herself. So yes, that's what we're going to cover today. and. Kylene, I'd love it if you'd kind of share a little bit of like, when did you hire your first coach? Maybe take us on like your, your coaching trajectory. Yeah. Cause it's shifted a little bit over the years.
1: Yeah. So, um, there's so many layers to this, right? So like when I started working as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner back in 2017, I think is when I got my certificate. Um, <clears throat> I, Started the process. Well, I guess I had actually been coaching online a little longer than that because um, I had originally started as like a beach body coach and then I became a certified personal trainer with NASM and then all this kind of stuff. So I always sort of had like when I started kind of working for myself, um, it was usually in some sort of coaching capacity. Right. And that has sort of shifted over the years. And if you think about everything that you go through in life, right? Like if you want to get in shape, you hire a coach or you work through a program, right? And so um, then I became a coach and I was still going through the programs. And it's like every phase of life that we might be helping someone with, a lot of times we also need support with that too. And when I started creating, um, my own businesses and, um, working primarily online and things like that. There's so much that I didn't know, right? Like I'm really good at connecting with people and, and doing one-on-one and working together and utilizing the skills that I have been taught in my, in my, um, trainings and all of these sorts of things. And I'm not great at marketing, right? And I had to learn how to navigate social media and like how to create, I'm not a designer. I'm not, you know, I don't do websites. Like I had, you, you always need these different people, right? But then even within the way our brain works, everybody's brain works a little bit differently and everybody's personality is a little bit different. And so um, it was really early on. I, I don't remember what year it was that uh, I, I had done like different uh, low, low uh, cost online programs to kind of help me with different things. And then I think the first coach that I hired was like $500 and it was a couple sessions and, or maybe a couple months and it was, um, life coaching. Right. And basically it was like, okay, let's set some goals. And then she kind of kept me accountable or kind of talked me through some of these goals and then helped me move forward. Right. And so that was like the very kind of first, I think from my memory, one-on-one coaching. And then as I progressed in and um, tried different online courses and group programs and different things of that nature, I eventually was like, okay, I know that if I want to get to the next level, I'm going to need to invest in into a deeper coaching process a deeper mentorship that is more one-on-one and that fo- you know focuses more on what I need to learn and what I'm struggling with. And I'm going to need, I knew at that point, I was like, I'm going to need that personal. Like I had tried all these online programs and things like that. I'm going to need the personal attention, right? I just kind of started learning. That's what I needed. And I was getting the impression, kind of looking around that uh, of of what the cost was going to be, right? And so I had sort of a, a price range in my mind about what that was going to be and i think at the time it was like 8 to 10,000. Well, i connected with this girl that was um also an fdn. She had been incredibly successful with her fdn practice. Uh she also had a history in marketing and all of these things i needed and because i was like she's built it, she's done it, she's now coaching other people how to do it and i just connected with her on a personal level i was like yes i need this person and so i think the first 6 month coaching package that i really truly deeply invested in was with her and i if i remember correctly it was $16,000 which at the time was like whoa <laughs> i was like oh my gosh right like so that was like a big, huge investment. That was like my primary big major. And, and it was so great. It was a lot of one-on-one attention. Um, She helped me kind of build my business create. And this is when, again, when I was working in functional medicine. So it was like my gut health or my gut health um, packaging and my program online. And she helped me figure out like, what did I want my online course to include? And she helped me even structure, like, how do I have calls with my clients in a more organized way and how do I uh, use a client management system online like all of these things that like she had figured out that I it would have taken me forever to just do that on my own just knowing the way my brain worked and so to me that investment was totally worth every bit and I worked with her for like two or three years after that and so I would also say within that you know I went through other things in my life right like I had cancer well what did I do I I worked with doctors, but I also worked with integrative oncologists, right? And you could almost say that those are different types of coaches, right? People that understand different things that are happening in your mind or in your body and they're helping you through it, right? And so I I think sometimes we go, oh, cancer, of course you're going to work with people, right? Because you don't know everything about it. You don't know the science behind it. You don't know the treatment behind it. You're not well-educated in this, right? And then we have some sort of resistance to talking to people about like, our emotions or our fears or these patterns in our lives that keep blocking us from actually accomplishing what we want. Right. And so for me, coaching in all areas of life, literally with everything I've ever had to deal with pretty much (laughs) has been priceless. It is so totally worth it because I do have a growth mindset and I do work as a coach, helping people get through all these things and it's very, very, very difficult to work on yourself as the coach. And so I just find that the perspective of others, having being able to say, hey, this is my problem. This is what I'm working on. Um, I could probably give this advice to one of my clients. Right, <laughs> A lot of the times it's so true. I can just see the picture so much more clearly. But hey, this is where my brain is stuck, right? My brain, there's something blocking in me right now. And so I have just found that that is so, so helpful. So yeah, there's been a huge transition. Um, in terms of, you know, me working with coaches over the years. And then, um, last year, was it last year that we started working together or the beginning of this year? Maybe it was It was um, like mid year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, by the time we got together, I kind of, I, I've knew more about myself and, um, what I, I had this history of working with different people and different processes and I kind of knew what I wanted and we talked about it and I was like, Hey, what about this? And what about this? And, um, You are super cool because I don't know that I've ever had a coach that's like, let's create a program (laughs) (laughs) that is specifically what you're looking for and let's kind of shift this around until we're both happy. And so that was a really cool experience too, even just kind of being able to say, hey, like I I love the idea that we're going to do business stuff and I can be like, hey, I want to launch this new program. Any thoughts on how to do that? But also- I have this limiting belief over here, or, you know, can you tell me why, like, I keep running up against this obstacle, like look at my human design. And you were like, yes, we can do all of that stuff. So that's a little bit of my coaching journey right now. It's, it's landed at you over so many years. (laughs) Yes.
0: I love that so much. I mean, I wrote down a few things just to kind of come pull back on, like the fact that you were saying, like, we all have like we have gifts as coaches we have things that we excel at and there's things that we just haven't done before or maybe it's like that's really not my favorite thing and so you can hire a coach that's like teach me either how to do this or how can i avoid this like how can i use my strengths and like avoid you know having to focus on the things that i don't love um and then also just um like i love that analogy of you know when you have cancer or you have a diagnosis it's like of course you're going to go get support from someone who has the ex like the knowledge that's outside of you and they have the experience, um, they can kind of do the tests, right. They can do the tests on like what's going on and here's what I see. And I feel like in a lot of ways, the coaching relationship, while there's not necessarily, not always blood work, like maybe in like a functional medicine there is, and it is more health related, but in a lot of ways it's like, wow, well, I see you saying this and this sounds like this is maybe a belief that you have. Can we work around this? Is this what you actually want? Like, that's one of my favorite questions. Like, do you want to believe this? Because we can like work on it. Right. Um, so I love that. And, um, I do think it's super helpful to have a coach. I think it can be really, really vulnerable for people if they've never had this kind of coaching experience. And, um, just asking for help, right. Asking for support the first time saying, okay, I can't do this on my own. Like that's kind of been my experience. Like I can figure this out. Like I don't, I don't need anybody else. Like I can figure this out. And then realizing, you know, maybe I could, it would take a lot longer, but when I have a coach of my own, it's like, oh, like it just kind of lets you relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, somebody is there with me and supporting me. And I loved what you said too. Just like, I find that I'm working through a lot of the same things that my clients are working through. And like one moment, I can tell my client, oh, just do this. And then the next moment, my client, my coach is telling me the same thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, like right? I just
1: told somebody this. Like, I why know. can't I see this for myself? I was talking to, so I have another coach too. And I was talking to her yesterday. And it was like, you know, sometimes it's just the repeating of something that we already know, maybe in a different way or maybe in the same way, but you need to hear it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so you know sometimes it's just literally like I I might be able to I was telling her I was like listen like I I've even um talked to my husband or my friend about some of these things that we're talking about but it's harder for me to absorb it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, then she's able to pour that into me when I pour that into other people. And then over time you hear it so many times and you hear it applied in different ways to your life. You're like, Oh, okay. And then at one point something pops up in your brain and you go, Oh, that's the thing that I can think right now instead of all the anxiety that I'm having. Right. You know? And so I think repetition is not bad at all in coaching. I think it's it's really helpful actually. And I mean, I don't know about you, but when I would go through like,
0: I don't know, like um a group coaching program or even just like an online course or like a program online, what maybe like a lower cost thing, and it's like I can read it and be like, okay, but that's not really what I need. And then if, a, if I'm working with a one-on-one coach and they're like, this is what you need and maybe it's the exact same information. It's like, oh, oh, I do. like you you almost kind of need someone to see you as like an individual and say, this is what is happening like for you, you know, Kylene or Megan or whatever. Um, and so just the power of having someone like hold that space for you and like speak into what they see happening. Um, I think is just so, so, so powerful. Um, okay. So let's kind of talk about some of the tools that we use. So we both are certified in something called quantum time technique. So, um, I use it with my business coaching clients. You use it with your um, betrayal recovery clients. And we, I mean, we work with very different populations. Right. And I think it's kind of cool that like we use the same tools because it's like the brain is what we're working with. And so for like my own clients, I I use these tools to really help like clear um, limiting beliefs and blocks that are really like keeping you as a business owner from like taking action or putting yourself out there. And there can be a lot of that kind of fear or insecurity or doubt, or like, is this going to work? Like there's a lot of vulnerability being a business owner. Um, And so I'm wondering if you could kind of speak to like how, how you're using these exercises with your clients and kind of maybe the parallels there of like, I mean, first of all, the power of these tools, but also how do you use them and what has been your experience with how they work?
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's such a powerful way to work with people. Um, because logically we know that we don't believe what we're thinking and we still are, our bodies and our brains will still follow these patterns that are not helpful for us. Right? So betrayal is very unique in that women that have experienced uh, other traumas in life and go through betrayal will often say, I just don't understand. This just feels worse than anything I've experienced, even if they've had sexual trauma in their past or cancer, or anything. And I'm one of those people, right? I had like, I had uh sexual abuse when I was younger or a negative sexual experience. I had, um, cancer. I've had a divorce. I've had all these different things. Betrayal in my current marriage. Was it just absolutely floored me, and and it takes away your sense of reality, and and all this kind of stuff. And about seventy to eighty percent of women that go through betrayal end up with PTSD like symptoms, and if they have another trauma. Uh, particularly in childhood or if they are placed in situations where there's long-term lack of safety, um, then it can develop into complex PTSD, which I kind of discovered. There's been a deep learning phase of of myself and my emotions and my traumas and the way my brain works the past year or two years even. And uh, realizing that I have that as well has just been really interesting. And so the way I work with clients is – very similar to how you work. It would just be essentially different topics. And so betrayal, after betrayal, there are so many beliefs or fears or insecurities that we have. Some of the most common ones are lack of trust, obviously, for very obvious reasons. Our whole world has been turned upside down. We don't know what is true about our marriage. We don't know what our partner has lied about, if they have lied about um, their sexual behavior, what else have they hidden from us, if anything, you know. Is it like a full-on addiction? Is it was it just a one-time thing? Like you know, you're figuring out all of these different things. Did they act out on our anniversary? Like, what was my life? I was living life one way, and now I just found out that all of it might be a lie. Right? It's incredibly unsettling for your brain and your nervous system. You also run into a lot of uh, fears, insecurities, and limiting beliefs around um, self-worth about who you are as a person or your body image because of this type of betrayal. Uh, So with sex addiction and porn addiction, uh, all addiction is horrible. All addiction is betrayal. All of it is very, very difficult. With sex and porn addiction, it feels very personal, even though it's not. But it feels very personal because of the uh, type of behavior that your spouse was engaging in. And so there are so many insecurities around uh, who I am as a person. Like, was there anything that I did that contributed to this? Like, And there's so much in culture too, unfortunately, that plays into this. Like, well, you obviously, like you should have been having more sex or he wouldn't be an addict, right? And that's like this horrible, horrible lack of understanding about what sex addiction is. So I always like to pause whenever this comes up in um, an interview or talking on social media or anything and just say, if this has happened to you, 0% 0% of it is your fault. You couldn't have been pretty enough. You couldn't have been nice enough. You couldn't have had too much sex. There's nothing you could have done to stop your partner from acting out. And addiction is, is a totally different animal. So, so rest assured that this is not your fault. But because of the way this type of addiction manifests, we feel very, very insecure about our bodies, right? Um, we have this this comparison for sure of Well, now they've seen like hundreds, if not thousands of other bodies, right? Probably a lot of them are very attractive. Probably a lot of them have had surgery and enhancements. Who knows how much of it was air You know, you just don't know, right? It depends on what they were engaged in and all this kind of stuff. And that just absolutely destroys your sense of self-worth. You could go into betrayal feeling incredibly confident in your body and who you are as a person. You could really have a positive relationship with yourself and just and betrayal can absolutely just destroy that. And so – um, these are some of the most common. Th- and then another one too is um, fear of being seen or like using my voice. So that'll manifest a lot in difficulty in setting boundaries, but that's kind of tied into um, the self-worth piece and how you view yourself and that, that sort of thing as well. So all of these en- end up kind of intermingling and mixing together, making it incredibly painful, first of all, but then also bringing up a lot of challenges that we have to face in order to actually truly recover. And you will see, and this is throughout humanity, this is not just in betrayal, but you will see when people go through trauma, people that succeed and that heal and that create this, some sort of meaning from the behavior and they move on and they're able to, uh, this is a chapter in the book of their life. It's not the It's not the book, right? It's not their identity anymore. And you will also see people that stay stuck in it. And so what I find that is really, really important is having this this, uh, never-ending sense of I want to move through this and I'm willing to do whatever it takes because there's no sugarcoating recovery. It is hard and it will be uncomfortable. Any type of change is uncomfortable. Any type of growth is uncomfortable. So facing things like comparison, like lack of trust, like fear of speaking up, like setting boundaries, all of these things are going to be very, very hard, but What's really cool is when we have these tools like QTT and using um, subconscious modalities and um, brain rewiring and all this kind of stuff, it really helps because a lot of times we will logically know that we don't want to follow this pattern, but our body and our brain will basically put us in the same pattern all the time because it likes comfort and it likes consistency, even when it's not healthy for us. And so, a phrase that I often say is um, I heard one time and I thought this was so applicable to betrayal recovery is that the brain will often choose a familiar hell over an unfamiliar heaven. And that's because your brain really likes patterns and comfort. And so anytime we do something to push us in a new direction, it's uncomfortable. And so that's where we always – if we don't have the right tools and we don't have the right support system, which is incredibly important, then we can fall back into our old habits. And so what we, what I will do a lot is I will process – the big emotions. Um, I'm I'm sure you've talked about this on your podcast, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, and shame. Um, So I will process those with a lot of my one-on-one clients. Um, But a lot of what I do is helping them identify specifically what their limiting beliefs are. And so I mentioned some of the general ideas, but if you want to get like a little more specific into like what a limiting belief looks like, it might be, I will never be enough because I'll never be pretty or skinny enough right? So there's like a really common one. Um, and we, we might replace that with something like I'm allowed to show up in life authentically me. I'm the most beautiful as myself and I no longer need others to validate that this is true, right? Stuff like that. That can be incredibly powerful. Um, here's another example, um, fear of unknown, right? And so like I, they could be really, really afraid of the unknown and we might replace it with a belief that is, um, it's safe to make decisions and I can always change my mind right? Like I can, if I don't like the outcome, I can always change my mind or um, it's unsafe to speak my voice. It makes people mad at me. So we might replace that with something like using my voice is safe and setting boundaries is important and it's the kind and healthy thing to do, right? And so a lot of times when we consciously know something, it's much more deeply rooted in, you know, we 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 might think well, as we're going through betrayal, oh, betrayal caused all of this. But most of the time, th- it brought up insecurities or fears or imbalances that we already had in our life. And it just exploded them and made them so much bigger and so much more difficult to overcome. And so with this work, we're able to go back. And you've talked about this on your podcast. We go back and we say, like, when was the first time this happened? A lot of times it's in childhood. We process it. We find anything that we can learn from it. We keep the things that we can learn from it. We, we, we release the negative and the fear, fear-based part of it. And it really is it really is amazing when you're talking about like, what's the outcome here? It's, oh, I hear so, like so many times when I do limiting beliefs, people go, oh, it just feels lighter. Oh, that feels so good. <laughs> right? Or like, oh, I just like, I can take a breath. It's like a weight off my chest or it's a weight off my shoulders, right? I do want to put a little caveat in here about betrayal. When we are in the first phase of recovery, this is not the type of work we're doing. In the first phase of recovery, we're working a lot on stabilization and safety. And so that takes um, several months when you're going through discovery, uh, maybe disclosure, maybe a polygraph, um, cre- figuring out like, is your husband going to get into recovery, that sort of thing. That's very much focused on like stabilization in your life and maybe setting some boundaries and things like that. But in as you get into the second and third phases... Um, then it really, it really is the time to go deeper because if these things are not addressed, whether you stay with your partner or you separate and eventually have another relationship, these will manifest in some way in your life in the future. And so as horrible as it is and as much as I would never, ever ever, Ever wish betrayal or PTSD or trauma on anyone when those things happen and they are totally out of our control? We have an opportunity to shine a light on all the things that we are afraid of, to shine a light on all the um, places that we feel we might need some support or we might need um, some strength and begin working on those things and come out a 2.0 version of ourselves, which is a totally different life, a totally different identity, but usually much stronger. Happier, more grounded, more aligned because we had to go through all of this. Oh my gosh. Guys, my clients are
0: so awesome. Like, they are <laughs> like out changing the world. I mean, you can just hear the passion in Kylie's voice. You can hear the importance of the work that she is doing, right? Like, people who have been be- betrayed have these huge wounds, and Kylene is here to support them. And I just love that so much. And like, I want to kind of say, I think if you're listening and you're like, whoa, like if someone went through a betrayal, yeah, I can totally see how they would want support, right? It's almost like the cancer thing. Someone went through cancer. I can totally see why you would want support. And I think sometimes there's people who maybe are like, well, I haven't been through something that bad. Like I can probably figure this out on my own. And I kind of just wanted to like bring that thought to light because I think we all have stuff in our past that will be amplified, especially if you're a coach. Um, I think a lot of the people that I work with are coaches. A lot of people who are listening to this are coaches. When you're working with a client, you're going like things are going to be like, awoke, like woken up in you when you have clients that are dealing with the things that are maybe unresolved in your own head and your own body. And so like Kylene, you have your own betrayal story. You're working with women who have their own betrayal stories. So I am sure. And we've talked about like, there've been times when you've had clients and it's like, okay, this session kind of like made me feel in these different ways. And Mm -hmm. as coaches, that can be a really like Kind of a alert, alert sound goes off. Oh, I need to bring this to my coach. Like I need to work through this. And so um, whether you have like betrayal in your past, whether you have significant trauma in your past, I still really, really believe that coaching is incredibly supportive because we have, we all have like trauma. It might not be capital T trauma might be more like, Oh, you know, my brother stole my lollipop. And then it made me believe something about myself when I was three. And now I believe like, I'm not worthy of good things. Like it can, it may sound like, Oh my gosh, that's a big deal. Like that's not that big of a deal, but it might be.
1: Yes. And I would even say like, cause some people I think have um, a hard time uh, relating to the word trauma, or it, or um, kind of some of the ideas that we're talking about in terms of like, well, I don't really have anything to work on, right? It's like, okay, do you ever feel anxiety? Do you ever feel stress? Or do you ever find yourself repeating patterns in relationships that are unhealthy or that you don't like or that you want to improve? Or even just thought processes, right? Like sometimes we just have really negative, um, ruminating thoughts or negative thoughts about ourselves, right? All of those things are things that this type of work can help you with. And I've really, as I have gone through my own journey and then coaching others and and watching my husband go through his recovery and all this kind of stuff, oh my gosh, do I believe that every single person needs some version of coaching, counseling, therapy, like this sort of feedback in their life, right? Because life is a never-ending process of personal growth. At least that's the way I view it. You don't have to view it that way. If you're totally happy the way things are, you can stay where you are. But I view it, and even from a Christian perspective, the idea of ongoing sanctification, right, is like rooting out these things that we struggle with, rooting out these fears and insecurities so that we can become a stronger person, more aligned with what we believe, showing up in the world more powerfully to do what God wants us to do. You know, so I think, I think honestly, it can help anyone all the time.
0: Yes. And I would also add, um, like to that list of like anxiety, negative thought patterns. Also, I've been talking to people lately who that they're like, they just can't make a decision, right? Like having trouble, like, Ooh, I kind of want this, but I kind of want this, but I kind of want this. Like if you find yourself in indecision, which I feel like I mean, decision fatigue is real and we are so bombarded with so many decisions every single day. And then it can like really wear on you. And so even that like added to that list. And like, as you were talking about the the main struggles that your clients um, work through, like self-worth, um, fear of being seen, if you, whether you've experienced betrayal in your past or not, anyone listening here can relate to this, right? Like I think every single human can have issues with self-worth, fear of being seen. Mm-hmm. Um, am I good enough to show up in this way? Like, is can I really do what I want and make money from it? Like whatever these things are, every single person. And so like, that's why I wanted to kind of touch on these tools that we we both use with very different populations. And it's like, it works for like Everybody, totally.
1: which I love. <laughs> well, and two, just even touching on like my own, like as I am a coach, that journey. Um, I went from functional medicine, right, doing gut health and everything, and then I had a, a transition period where I was going through my own journey uh, with betrayal and recovery. And I knew that I was going to shift my my niche and my and my uh, audience and, and who I wanted to work with. But there was a period where I was like, I'm not publicly sharing my story. So like, what do I do? Right. And so I started shifting it into like anxiety and how stress impacts the body and like mental health topics for about a year to a year and a half, kind of transitioning from just like gut health to, right. I had that kind of in between. And then I shifted it totally into betrayal trauma, specifically when I came out publicly and shared my recovery story and um and so in that interim i went from coaching people specifically on physical health and some of my clients were willing to try this new modality that I just learned and got certified in, right? And I was like, "Cool, cool. That's like, are you willing to like work on some emotional processing and see if this is connected, right?" And it was so cool. So this is not just something that is like, "Oh, you have to have trauma to do." I just want to reiterate what you're what you're saying with that. Um, in that interim, I got to work with people. Um, that did not specifically come to me for this, but were willing to try it. And like for example, one of the one of the girls that I was working with was just absolutely amazing because like some of the lab testing that came back, we did not get that much information from and so there wasn't a whole lot to do. But she really struggled with like massive amounts of daily anxiety. she struggled with kind of, um, OCD tendencies and rumination and kind of being a hypochondriac, Googling a lot, like, is this what's wrong with me? That sort of thing. And through the emotional processing and getting to some of the roots of these things and doing this together, uh, she was able to live a much more calm, normal life. And a lot of these symptoms just diminished or completely went away for her. And so the fact that her mind and her body and her nervous system calmed down that much and these patterns discontinued with that work was so huge and even today as i do um betrayal trauma i have um i have another another client that's actually a cancer patient and she's struggling through a diagnosis and and what she's doing to manage that and all this kind of stuff and uh she was referred to me and i was like heck yes if you have a disease and you want to work together and process some of the emotions that might be stuck in the body that may have, you know, ultimately stressed the body and contributed to the development and the burden in the body, let us do that. I am so happy to help. And so those sessions have just been amazing too. And um, so, yeah, absolutely. I just kind of want to reiterate that point very strongly. Like you do not have to, um, you know, have betrayal or PTSD or CPTSD or, you know, diagnosed diseases or anything like this. It's like, if you are a human being who wants to work on something in your life, this stuff is magical honestly
0: yes and i love that you brought that up about like some of your health like functional medicine patients um really finding a lot of benefit from the emotional clearing because it kind of leads into what i wanted to talk about next which is really just how the brain the brain doesn't have like these distinct areas like we do like in our life we might be like well my business is over here but my marriage is over there and my relationships are over here and my health's back there like <clears throat> we kind of have these categories, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm struggling in my business, but that has nothing to do with the fact that I'm really struggling in my marriage. So I'm going to find a business coach and they're going to help me with my business, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ignore my marriage, right? Like we mm-hmm. we see this a lot where we kind of are compartmentalizing But our brain doesn't do that, right? Our brain is connected everywhere. And so I love that you just brought that up because to some of like to, to that, to your health, uh, health coaching, functional medicine patients, they were probably like, well, sure. Like maybe they were like, I don't really know if my emotions are really connected to my health over here, but Mm -hmm. I'll give it a shot. Right. But you knew like, actually there's like a really, really good chance. This is Mm -hmm. like kind of underneath what's happening and like emotional processing can really, really benefit Every single person. Um, and so like in my coaching, I am kind of focusing on business owners really helping with like kind of getting all the areas of their life working, how they want them to be, moving forward so that their business can function, right? Like we're only going to be operating at the place where like the lowest kind of spoke on the wheel is functioning. And so um, we like I, I had a podcast episode a few weeks ago, maybe that was just last week, um, about one of our sessions where we were working through a limiting belief that was, um, about like relationships or how people see you, Mm -hmm. um, or how you see them and just kind of conflict in relationships. And to some people, you might be like, that doesn't make sense because that's, that's not a business problem. Right. And so on that podcast, I kind of went into like, actually it's all connected actually, you know, you can kind of be able to trace, like if you're having troubles in your marriage or your friendships or any other relationships, like that is going to map right across to your business and how you're showing up in your business, to your clients, to your team, to everyone. And so I just wanted to like, kind of put that out there and just see if you had any thoughts on like, how, like, was that even a big deal for you to bring that to me? Like, cause I'm you know, technically a business coach. Um, but well, we, no, we just, do a lot of mindset. Yeah, stuff.
1: yeah. I I mean, I know you and I feel really comfortable with you and I know this is the kind of work we do. So I'm like, ah, it's all, it's all mixed together. So I don't have any, but I, I can see totally how like someone might say business coach, not connected. Right. And so I think that is what is so unique about you. And one of the reasons that I did want to kind of switch over to working with you this year is because I know that I have a lot of issues. <laughs> that I need to still work on. You know, I'm constantly a work in progress. And so I really, I was like, yeah, I want to work on my business, but even more so than my business, I want to work on myself because that's going to trickle down into my business. And if I have, you know, uh, months and months ago, we worked on this, um, like fear of being seen. Right. And, um, it was so fascinating to me how all of a sudden after that, my interactions with, with people shifted and it was like, Oh, I can like show up a little bit more as myself right now. The one that we did really recently, I can't remember specifically how it was stated, but and the one we did recently, I think there's – um, uh, I think it had to do with like co- conflict with people, right? And and there are so many layers to that and that's, that's another thing too. Sometimes there's like – it's a one and done and you're like, this is amazing and I'm showing up in the world so much differently and I have so much more confidence and like this is awesome, Right. And I have seen that with my clients, right? We'll do a specific belief and it'll be very targeted. And they're like, wow, like I just, I didn't have anxiety about that after we talked about it. And like, it just went out of my head and I was able to interact with my family differently or, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's so cool. And sometimes there are so many layers to something or it's so deeply rooted into your body that you might have to hit it from a couple of different angles, right? And that's okay. It's not that you did anything wrong. Um, but if you've been living, like I'm 37, right, if I've been living 37 years as a People pleaser, <laughs> undoing that and finding the health and and the balance between that is going to be multifaceted, right? And but as you are doing it, there's going to be continual progress. And so, actually, after our podcast when we have a chat today, I'm actually going to tell you a little bit about that. How, um, you know, practicing that, um, choosing because that's another thing. I don't know how much uh, we've talked about this if it all well, i don't think we've talked about this at all today but um the idea that like we can shift these patterns in the brain but then we have to practice it and so um especially if something is incredibly deeply rooted we have to make a conscious choice that like okay this is my identity i'm going to remind myself of this and then i'm going to put my myself into a situation to prove to my brain that this is accurate and true and, and safe now. Right. And, um, so I had an experience like this week where I kind of got to practice that and my body reacted and it was like, ah, not safe, not safe. Right. So there might be multiple layers and it might just actually be the discomfort of the change. Like we talked about earlier, it's like the, the discomfort of the upgrade, right? Because even if it's something that you want to do that, you know, is okay, that is good. That is right. All of these things, you could be totally aligned with it if it's different for your brain, if it's a new pattern, it can be uncomfortable and your body can maybe respond in an old way. So I just kind of want to throw that in there.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I'm excited to hear <laughs>
1: more. <laughs>
0: All the details. Um, but also, I mean, sometimes with some other clients, we've been, I've been working with a bunch of different people on Voxer lately. And um, I've had this conversation a few times of like, Yeah, sometimes it is a limiting belief under there. Like sometimes it can be deeply rooted and sometimes it's just that you're uncomfortable with it and it's new and you just gotta do the thing, right? Like, and a coach can really help you see like okay they can kind of push you like can you do this and if you're like oh my gosh I'm paralyzed I can't do this it's like great let's dig in and let's figure it out everything doesn't need to have like a living belief behind it it might just like maybe it's like kind of a weak one right like it's not it hasn't like taken root it's just like I have this belief oh but when I just do the thing like it's gone like it was just kind of the fear of the unknown or like the fear of what's going to happen and so um there are definitely different kind of levels to this um which is great. So, um, I want to kind of talk a little bit about human design before we wrap up. Um, because, um, I mean, I've talked about human design on the podcast before. Just kind of a system to really help you understand yourself better, help you understand the people around you, and how you're going to be interacting with people around you. Um, I went on your podcast, the Recover You podcast, a few months ago. Yeah, um, and we talked about communication and human design, um, and just kind of how to. Which I re-listened use. to that
1: recently, by the way. It was really good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. I should re-listen to it too.
1: Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> um, but it's just.
0: It's so helpful, especially when you have a relationship that you are trying to work on on communication. Um, Human design can be super helpful. So go listen to that. We'll put the actual episode like in the show notes Um, and I just kind of wanted to mention that Kyleen is a manifestor. I'm a manifestor and it's been really fun to work with Kyleen. The manifestor manifestor coaching relationship is really fun. Um, it's kind of like we initiate each other. If you know anything about human design, you know, that a manifestors initiate new things. We're kind of, like it's important for us to inform. So we, I mean, we're constantly informing each other because we're working together and we're having conversations, but also like, it's kind of fun to look back on our kind of journey of like how we've just kind of each been like initiating, like, Oh, um, (laughs) like I asked you to work together at level two um, as like kind of breakthrough partners. You do like an eight hour breakthrough. Um, And And then like, I was like, Kylene, do you know anyone who wants to do this, you know, experimental business coaching program when I was first getting started and you were like, Um, and then you kind of approached me and you were like, Hey, what would this look like if we kind of like continue this and do it in this way? And then I was like, Ooh, what if we did this? And like, kind of like you mentioned before, I love like making like custom packages, like what do you want and how can we put it together in a way that like really um, fits and works well? So I'm curious, like. if you want to share a little bit about human design has helped you personally, kind of why you were interested in, because I think that was one of the things that you, when you approached me, you were like, I really want to kind of lean in a little more to human design and just kind of learn more about how to use it. So curious on your take on that one.
1: Yes, I was exposed to human design years ago and then I was kind of like, oh, I, don't know, just, I, don't know. I didn't really get into it, right? Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. It, maybe it was you actually sending me the, uh, manifester, uh, like it was the audios that basically like tell you the basics of understanding your manifesterness (laughs) that explained so much about my life in a way that, enneagram and personality tests and being a gemini and all this kind of stuff like never really related. I was like, yeah, maybe that describes me a little bit, but it's not like this great insight into who I am as a human being, right? And understanding being a manifester blew me away because there are a lot of things that I have struggled with being the person that I am and showing up in the world the way I do. And and one of those is that It really hurts sometimes that I feel like people don't like me and sometimes people love me, right? And sometimes people don't like me. And I'm like, did I do something wrong? Again, recovering people pleaser, right? Like, is it my fault, right? Let me overanalyze everything. Because I try really hard to show up in life in full integrity and to be a really kind person. I often think about how the other person is feeling during our interactions and I try to be incredibly empathetic and I'm not saying I'm perfect, right? Everyone makes mistakes, but I really try hard to be a good friend and to be a thoughtful person. And it's like, I I kind of like, People interact with me in a nice way and I'll take that. I'm like, oh, that feels really good. Maybe I should like try to do that with a friend of mine. And so I'm constantly trying to grow and learn and become a better friend, right? And so losing relationships or having conflict in relationships or or, or anything like that, like has kind of left me over the decades feeling very misunderstood. And, and also I have really over the decades struggled with my energy levels. And I'm like, man, I'm a functional health practitioner. Like, I feel like this is something I should be able to solve, right? Well, come to find out, I grew up in a family of generators who – all had different energy levels in me, right? Much more consistent in, in terms of like the way that they approach life. And so no wonder I kind of always wanted to be that in a sense without knowing what I, what it was, you know, how to put words to that. So learning about being a manifester and understanding the whole whole closed aura thing where um it's, 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 it's essentially your energy is very either magnetic or repelling to people. And even more specifically within that, that you, If I am going through something energetically, if I am working through a problem myself, someone that is normally attracted to my energy and wanting to be around me might be repelled during that phase of my life. Um, it's such a strong word like I'm repelled by you, but it's it basically you can think of it as. There's a lot of comfort and safety in the relationship. And then all of a sudden you feel like there's a little distance or discomfort or some conflict. And that has really thrown me for a loop in my life because I don't like that, right? And with with PTSD specifically, it's like – and CPTSD, it's like safety is really important in my relationships. And so understanding them, being a manifester and how people respond to your aura, and it's literally just you being who you are (laughs) – it it really helps a lot. It doesn't solve all my problems in terms of like, oh, like I'm totally okay with um, not being in the best place with this friend right now, but it does give me some understanding. And I think that's a, a huge place to start. And then even just um, – with the whole initiation cycle and energy cycle and everything it's like i will go through these phases where i am so creative and i have all these content ideas and i i have all this energy to like put into my business and and then i, I won't i and i my brain will completely be dead and i won't have any new ideas and i'm like what am i doing with my life <laughs> Right. And if you don't understand the manifestor cycles, you can feel a lot of pressure to sit down with your business nine to five every day and to push out content and to be consistent and have all these systems and these processes that work for other people. And then you are totally just working against yourself in a sense, because it's it's not really working for you and you keep trying to fit into this box. And so I think it's been really interesting to learn more about that and how, um, it it really is just part of who you are, and learning how to navigate that, so that you can be a better friend, so that you can show up um, a little more effectively and healthfully in the world, and um, you know if there there are some. Um, insecurities around any of those kind of maybe even processing those. And so that's where, again, like the two are going to be combined, right? Like, well, this is frustrating me. Okay. Now I understand it because it's part of my design, but maybe I have some resentment about how that's showing up in my life. Maybe we can do some, you know, QTT on that or something like that. So the combination is huge, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love, love, love the combination. I wouldn't ever say that human design is like the
0: end all be all. Like once you understand your human design, everything just magically works normal, like great, but it does really give you a starting point of like awareness of here's how actually we're designed. Here's how you're designed to show up. And if, if that's where your conflict is, like, like, I want to be like those people. And it's like, you're not actually designed to be like you let's figure out how you can feel really good being yourself. And like, who, like, how is it going to feel good to you? And how can you show up in a really aligned way in your business, in your life, in your marriage, wherever like in all the different areas of your life how can you show up in the way that you're designed to show up and it's actually going to feel better for you to have that acceptance and like like for me for human design it was like once I realized oh I shouldn't try to be like them because we're just like we're just designed so differently Mm -hmm. um even like some other manifestors it's like the type is part of it but even just like the energy centers and seeing like how, how much energy do you have coming out of you and how much time do you need by yourself? Like yeah, we can have so much conditioning and so much, so much of those limiting beliefs can lie in those areas in your chart where you're different from people that you were raised by, especially yeah. in like your parents, your siblings, um, because you're going to be constantly, your subconscious mind, when you're like zero to seven you're just going to be comparing yourself to other yeah. people. Like, well, they're doing that. Why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. And so really kind of unlearning some of those comparisons that we made when we were kids And then I love like the subconscious reprogramming tools because we can really dig in and like rewire them. Like, oh, maybe you have that belief that like you need to do more like your brother or something. Um, Well, let's like choose, what do you want to believe now? Now that you're an adult, you can choose what you want to believe. You don't have to believe those things that you, you know, took on as you were a kid. Um, And so I really, really do love the pair, like the pairing of these modalities because I think they're just really cool. I love it. Agreed. Yep. (laughs) Um, Okay. So before like I let you just kind of tell us where we can find you, work with you. um, I'm curious if you have some advice on someone who's listening to this, because you said earlier, you made that like big, it was really big for you, $16,000 investment Mm -hmm. in someone you had kind of done some, you'd found her, you knew she had a few of the qualities, but like what advice would you give to someone now who's listening, who's like, okay, like, I think I could use some support. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you actually
1: know that it's the right person or how do you know it's the right decision? Mm. Uh, So I think there is always, like I I mentioned earlier, there's always discomfort and change, right? But there is a similarity between um, like fear and excitement in terms of like how your body responds. And so sometimes we can get confused about, is this the right decision for me, right? Am I really excited about this or am I? kind of scared about it. Right. And, and is that a negative thing? And so I think it's really important to tap into your body and kind of know, like, does this feel connected for me. So for with you, I really was not even hesitating. I knew you as a person. I wanted the human design. I wanted the business side. I wanted the QTT. I didn't know anybody else that combined all of those. I was like, this is perfect for me. And so that really resonated with my goals, but then also, um, just like the approach. Right. And so I think it's really, I do think it's very important to resonate with both. So if you don't like the person, but you like their process, don't do it. If you like their process, but you know what I mean? Like if it, or vice versa, if you really like the person, but you're not sure about their process, don't do it. You you have to, you know, on, and on a sales call or on a connection call, or, or when you're talking about, you know, what it is that you want, um, they should be able to kind of give you a picture of how they can support you. And if that resonates with you on some deeper level than, than just logically, and you just sort of feel like this is the right choice for you and you resonate with them as a human being with their values and maybe their personality a little bit and and stuff like that, then I think, yes, absolutely. Take the plunge, um, you know, try it, it, it I have, of course, had situations where I didn't get everything that I always wanted out of every investment I've ever made. But honestly, looking back on my life, I don't really regret very many investment decisions when I was investing in myself because – you always learn something, right? And, and even if it's like, oh, that was the wrong decision, it pushes you forward, right? And so I, it's really, I think, important. The most important thing, whether you know, you're wanting to improve your business or your relationship or your parenting style, investing in yourself. I know some people can think that sounds so selfish, but it helps you show up as a better parent, as a better business owner, as a better spouse. And so it really is the best thing you can spend money on because you get the biggest return because it impacts every area of your life when you show up better. Mm, Love that. Love it. I feel like I say
0: these same ideas on the podcast a lot of the time, but I think it's so helpful for other people to come on and hear other people's perspectives of like, actually I've done this. And yeah, it's like really, really it's, it's the truth. So I love that. Why don't you share, um, like how to work with you, how to find you all the things of how people
1: can get more (laughs) Kylene in their life. Oh, thank you. Um, so two easiest places to find me are TikTok and Instagram. It's just my name at Kylene Turhume You can click the link in the bio of those two platforms, and in in there is a link to a connection call. So if you're interested in working together one on one, you can click that link and book a time to just chat together and see if this is a good fit for you. There's also a link for my new uh support community, recover you community. And that is $25 a month. Uh, but if you use the code 50, R U like recover you, you'll get the first month free. So there's really no risk. Uh, I go live with that group twice a month, teaching classes all about betrayal and addiction and recovery with the intention of providing support and empathy and validation, but moving you forward through the journey. What are the things that we can do? The steps that we can take to continue moving forward into that healing that Megan and I have been talking about this whole podcast. And so um, that is a new community that is available. so it's it's a little baby community and we are growing and it's very cool. so um, check it out and like I said, there's no risk. you can um, sign up for free and then check it out for a whole month, join some of the classes. all the classes are recorded, the replays are posted so you could get in, you could watch some of the previous classes. you could be like eh, I don't really like this and leave or you could be like these classes are amazing, which they totally are so hopefully you'll stay um, and you could watch those and be like, this is so helpful and connect with some of the other women in the group and then stay and it's $25 a month. So I would love to see you either on social media or um, one-on-one or in that community. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Kylene, for coming onto the podcast
0: today and sharing a little bit about your own coaching journey and how you help people and just all the
1: wonderful ways that you are showing up in the world. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Megan, and for all the support that you bring into my life. So Thank you
0: hey look at you go you made it all the way to the end of the episode that is something to celebrate do you know how many people don't finish the things they start if you liked this episode and want to support me and my mission to help people find purpose heal their past and get results share the love it would be amazing if you would leave a rating and review or take a screenshot and share it on social media and if you're ready to dig deep do the work and get results head on over to redeemingrootscoaching.com to join the email list and book a discovery call to see if working together would be a good fit. Thank you so much for listening today. See you next time.